Hello and welcome to another comic review. My name is Jesse. I am joined by TFG1 Mike from GeekCastRadio.com. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. And we are here to talk about not one, but two comics today that are also in the Energon universe. We'll be discussing Duke number one and Cobra Commander number one. Absolutely, absolutely. And ladies and gentlemen, once this is all said and done and we have this episode completed, I'm stealing it and putting it on the pull bag over on geekcastradio.com because I need content. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was just looking at that uh, actually yesterday. I was seeing what you had pushed out there. And uh, I think you had one in January. Is that right? Early yeah, January it, was the yeah, most recent one. Yeah, it's been slow going. Gotcha. Th- there's a lot of um, health issues that I'm dealing with with my brain because it, it's a whole thing. I'll be fine as far as I know. Like my brain's not going to pop out of my head yet. Uh, but uh, but yeah, I find after 15 years podcasting, I'll do it when I can. Well, don't I, want to fool I, you, right? Before we before we started recording, you said his head uh-huh. might explode. So. <laughs> Well, you know, hey, as long as J.J. Abrams isn't writing these comics, I think I'm okay because he likes to put exploding chips in people's heads all the time. So, uh, all right, so let's 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 start with Duke number one here. I'm going to read the quick synopsis from Image Comics as I usually do, and and just a heads up, I know this is something I can bring up in the in you know when we're done talking about this, but I want to kind of mm-hmm. uh, bring this up right up front. Um, if you go to ImageComics.com, you can actually see cut the right because what we're going to be talking about Duke the Duke miniseries is a miniseries. It's a five-issue series. If you go to imagecomics.com, you can actually see all five, uh, you know, the covers for all five issues, nice. which I didn't realize were on there. But uh, yeah, if you head on over there, you can see those. Uh, so the image, or sorry, the, the synopsis from imagecomics.com is when Conrad S. Hauser, codenamed Duke, investigates the mysteries behind the Transformers, the answers will lead to the birth of forces for good and evil that the world never imagined. Dun, dun, dun. And then my quick rundown here is... Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Hold on. Quick rundown yep. is good, but just we got to give the credits. So Joshua oh, right, Williamson, right. writer. Tom Riley is the artist. Jordi Belair is the colorist. And Russ Wooten is on letters. The covers were done by Tom Riley, David Aja, Tyler Boss, and Jason Woodry. Wordy, not Woodry. Wow. Uh, and, and a bunch of other people. Because <laughs> there's a bunch of... That's what I love about comics is that when you get a new number one from any comic, you get like a million covers because they want you to find something that you're going, like they want you to find a cover that you're going to absolutely love that would make you come back and pick up issue two, three, four, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So I have never, I've heard of, I know of Joshua Williamson. I know he's done a lot with the flash at DC and stuff like this, but this is my first time reading his stuff. This is my first time seeing Tom Riley. Obviously we know Russ from uh, Transformers with, with the lettering and, and Jordy first time for everything on this, but absolutely love it. Like so far, so great. All right. Yeah. Good, good call. Thanks for that. I uh, <laughs> <laughs> jumped over that. So. Okay. All right. Not a problem. All right. So my quick rundown. So we open with Colonel Hawk talking to Duke about his encounter with Starscream from Transformers number two. So maybe advantageous to read that before reading this. Yep. Uh, the official story is that the jet crash and loss of his partner was an accident. Nothing more. Duke leaves Hawk's office in disgust, saying that he will get to the bottom of what the robot jet was. Fast forward six months later, Duke arrives at a UFO or alien meeting group, I guess is what that's called, where he meets up with Dr. Adele Burkhart. After hearing Duke's story, she believes that he has stumbled upon a high-tech arms race being led by a company called Mars Industries. Duke sneaks into the company factory and discovers war machines that any G.I. Joe fan would recognize being built. 
Duke is found beaten up and thrown out on the street by a guy named Mercer. Mercer wants to kill Duke because he's seen too much, but the head of the company, revealed in the darkness of his office and suspiciously looks similar to Destro, says that uh, that will draw too much attention to their operation. Duke returns to the UFO alien meeting only to discover that everyone has been killed. The armed men open fire on him, but he manages, manages to escape. The issue closes with the U.S. government fearing that Duke has gone rogue and Hawk calls in Stalker and Rock and Roll to hunt him down. Mm-hmm. So thoughts and review on this issue oh my god like (laughs) i i've told this story a million times in the last 15 years as a child in 83 and 84 i had a choice between but by the time 84 obviously by september 17th of 84 when transformers came out i had a choice between gi joe and transformers i chose to watch transformers i never really got into gi joe i don't dislike it i never have i i like a lot of the stuff and then they had to put him in a coma. Yay. Spoilers, folks, for 1987. But <laughs> this feels to me like the G.I. Joe that was and a new beginning for me to be a G.I. Joe fan now. This was cool. This was great. Because when Duke got attacked by Starscream in, in Transformers number two, I'm like, oh, damn it. If they really are going to only give Duke one issue of a comic and then either put him in a coma or kill him, because we've talked about this before, the Energon universe isn't shy from killing humans at all. <laughs> I actually think it's a statement to all of us Transformers fans that are that, that are that say, oh, why are there humans in my Transformers? You don't want humans in your Transformers? We'll have the Transformers kill them. (laughs) So (laughs) it's just one of those things where I really dug this. And I know you had said, and you'll get into this with with your thoughts, but off air, you were telling me about how something about the art. You didn't like the art or you, what was your deal with the art? I forget which way you went. Yeah, so I'm... We look at the cover of this issue, right? And I realize that the cover, I, I, I don't know what cover uh, we're looking at presently here. I'm pretty sure that's cover number one, the blue background with Starscream and Duke in the standing there. I'm Correct. pretty sure. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's the standard. Every person gets that cover kind of so, thing. So is that one by Tom Riley then? Oh, uh, I would have to do a whole bunch of clicking and, and, and stuff. to. <laughs> All right. to so I, the reason I ask is, um, well, I'll get to that in just a second, but in looking at the, right, the inside of the cover here, his uh, name is listed first for covers. Uh, uh-huh. I would presume this is like your A cover, <laughs> but maybe I'm wrong there. Um, so if they're going in order of like who designed the covers, my guess is that would be from Tom, but I don't know for sure. Yeah, I'm not sure either. So I, I mentioned that or, or, or raised that question because I actually like the the artwork on the cover. Um, it sort of has like a classic G.I. Joe, at least as re- as it yeah, refers to the, like the cartoon, right? That yeah. to me is very similar to the cartoon. Not quite the same, right? His face is a little bit different, but it, it feels very cartoonish. When you get into uh, the first pages of the comic here, it's also it's, it's almost like a... Um, uh, I, again, I have not read like old, old comics. I've looked at comics, but when you look at the the one page where it says a man of action, that's almost right. like a, it, it, it reminds me very much of like the old Superman cartoon. Uh-huh. Um, so whatever era that was, is that like the 40s? Yeah, Fleischer, yeah, yeah. Fleischer yeah. Superman was the 40s. Yeah. Yep. So look, that to me, like he has a very uh, similar uh, look and feel there to kind of like that era of art. But then you like jump into or to the very next page and it's like, what, what the hell happened? 
this to me, right as we get through Which, the comic, it just feels like a generic, just like any any generic like drawing uh, of of like any. You walk into like a, a comic shop now, and you just you pick up like any any comic to me, and it feels like this is just like the generic artwork you would find in a lot of those. But and that's funny you say that again, ladies and gentlemen. I want to remind the audience that Jesse is like. He's just dipping his his eyes and ears and things into comics. Like he's he's like I was forty years ago. I was a cartoon kid. I wasn't a comics kid. So I understand where you're coming from, but man, do we have differing opinions on this art? <laughs> well, I guess I guess a, a thing I do want to point out, which I, I don't know what this is called as it relates to comics or the you know comic artwork. But mm -hmm. so to me, again, it, I feel like the the drawings of, of everybody just is okay. sort of like very yeah. generic, but they also, right, they're not like fully colored in with like a solid color. They have like the dots on them, which is mm -hmm. also kind of very old school. And I don't know what that, like what that's called. Hmm. Uh, the, well, give me an example. Like, okay, I'm on the first page. Give me an example of what you're, wh wh where are you talking about here? That you so see like, the dots? literally like any page. If you, if you uh, zoom in, like zoom uh -huh. way in, yeah. um, uh, everything is like made up of dots inside of it. Uh, I mean, I see that on the first panel where Duke is doing his exercises, but that's like no, part of the background. It, it's literally like on every page. <laughs> really? Yeah. You must have a different. You must have a different version because I don't see that. Oh yeah, it's like uh, I'll, I guess I'll have to send you a picture. But it's like every. Yeah. I mean, the people do, the backgrounds do. Um, like I'm, I'm currently in the. I don't know what page this is. It's where uh, he's he's meeting up with a doctor, uh, yep. and they're like they're like uh, in some laboratory slash office area. Yep. And okay, he's got a I got computer you. there. Yep. So the bottom left of that page, the bottom left panel on that page, like if you zoom in, you can see it on the background there. You can see it on his face and his hair. You can see it on her face, her hair. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically, like, okay, so where she says leaving so soon is what you're talking about? Uh, One more page. One more page. Oh, okay. Oh, the computer. Okay, the bottom left. Okay. Yep. So I think that's just to show... Like it's a style of artwork, though. Yeah, like I, I yeah, don't know what it's it, called, but I'm I'm not a yeah. I'm not a huge fan of it. I guess is what I'm saying. Well, I mean, just and again, folks, we're not trying to be sexist. We're not trying to be misogynistic or anything like that. But just looking at her, where she says, "But then I started to ask questions about their plans." Looking at her face and the way she is drawn and the way her neck, like it's like. Tom Riley needed to define where certain parts of her face and neck are. Like maybe the lines on her forehead are stress lines. Maybe the fact that her neck kind of, it doesn't jut out, but it has a line like right above her blouse where it's like, Hmm, maybe it's just a definition thing. I don't know. Cause at first I was like, what is he talking about? Cause all the lines on Duke's face are his facial hair. <laughs> yeah you know, so, I'm, so I'm, again i'm reading these digitally i've got it on my uh, ipad so here. Am I. I just i'm gonna send you a picture like a, a zoomed yeah. in picture of this yeah. so you can I, see uh, it and I, let me know if you see yeah. like the same dots here again it's it's yeah so that's the lines yeah. on her face but all those little dots right and those the dots are like defined and like oh, everything that's drawn yeah, throughout that's the comic the, okay i see what you're saying now yeah yeah, yeah. so what you yeah that's <laughs> that's a level of zoom that most comic artists are not expecting people to do. 
Yes, I, I, I see that in that. Huh, that's weird. And I don't, oh, I see it on his face too. And I see it in the background. Oh, wow. I don't know, man. Maybe they're digital dots that Cobra Commander's going to take over their faces. And so <laughs> I don't know, but that's, you're right. At, holy like, crap. I but see that's it like, now. That's like what old, like old style comics used to have. And I feel like it's it's just like a design choice. And I don't know if that's like called something, like if it's a, a specific style. Um, but that type, sort of style, like I'm not a huge fan of. Yeah. But the and dots the, aside, right? Even if the dots yeah. weren't there, I still am not a big fan of the artwork here. To me, it seems it doesn't seem like it's as as big or epic, um, as rough or kind of gruff as what we see in like the Transformers comic, which to me would make more sense to actually see it in GI Joe. <laughs> let, let me ask, because I don't know if I've ever asked you this: Do you have sure. have you or do you have any family members who have ever been in the military? I had, uh, yes, I had a grandfather okay. who was. But. Okay. All right. So for me, I had a couple of uncles, a couple of cousins. Uh, my uncle Keith was a Navy CB back in the 90s. He went through Desert Shield, Storm, all that stuff. And every time I read comics that take place in war zones like G.I. Joe and things like that, even though I know this is kind of made up, like this first page seeing duke doing his exercises in the gym i'm like oh, okay it's gonna be camouflage it's gonna be t it's gonna be the tan camouflage stuff and the way i look at this is we're seeing him as a character like when he's in colonel and i have to say this now before i forget i don't know why they made him colonel hawk like colonel hawk is fine hawk is fine but like it was always general hawk and just colonel doesn't roll off my tongue as good as general does anyway <laughs> uh but like i see all the differences i see the subtleties in the fact that this is a soldier who is trying to figure out this conspiracy thing and the art changes when we get to six months later we we kind of get a the the, the top part there with the six months later it kind of has the same styling of colors but once we get into the present day of being six months later we have more they're not muted more uh more different it's a different color background it's not the tan anymore it's got blacks it's got greens it's got you know it's to show that the time has passed and he's in a different place so i am perfectly fine with the colors in this i thought when you said you didn't like the art style i mean i some of the action stuff like when um what's his name oh the the dude that attacks him when, he, when he gets mercer yeah like first of all when i saw mercer i'm like what the fuck is x-men's colossus doing here <laughs> <laughs> he's starting then, the crossover man yeah yeah x-men gi joe coming soon folks not really uh but basically on page 19 where duke gets consumed i can see why somebody might not like that because it's just a little bit too much there's too much of, of, of the gray as you're seeing Duke get consumed by the soldiers. But overall, I, I enjoy this. I Again, I haven't read any other G.I. Joe stuff other than obviously we'll talk about Cobra Commander later. So, And I have, well, I take that back. I have read some other G.I. Joe stuff recently, but that was IDW stuff and it was a completely different thing. And I don't know, this art did not turn me off to this book at all really it it kind of enhanced it for me see and i guess I'm, I'm coming at it with a bias again i have like you i grew up watching transformers not gi joe uh -huh. but I, I mean i have watched i even as a kid right i've watched gi joe episodes 
I'm just, right. I just don't know the series well enough. I don't know the characters well enough to, uh, you know, be able to speak intelligently about it. But in looking yeah. at the artwork here and seeing like uh, how they've, how they've, you know, how they drew Duke, it's like, I don't, this just does not come off as like the Duke character that I know and that we get like on the cover of the issue. <laughs> Yeah, it just seems like two completely different characters to me. I so when I look when I look at this and I see this in the beginning before the so his like okay so page page five when he's sitting there in his cell or whatever he's doing where it says he's talking uh, to Hawk yeah yeah but yeah he's he's in Hawk's office it doesn't mean Jack now like looking at Duke here I'm like okay that's clean shaven blonde Duke that's fine that you know he's in his uniform great you know 6 months and you don't shave you're going to have trust me folks I don't shave a lot my girl likes the beard so it's one of those things where you know I get it after 6 months if you don't shave you're going to have facial hair he doesn't have much he has very scruffy stuff but it's at least a different style to show the reader that even though six months, even though they say in letters six months later, you still see that for six months he has been consumed with trying to figure out who this stupid ass robotic jet was. Like, yeah, so I get it. I mean, but even uh, I guess even like looking at page nine, for example, like when he's leaving, um, he's leaving the office there. It's like. Uh, so the second panel up from the bottom, like that, mm-hmm. that's like one face right there. And, but then you yep. look down at the last panel, bottom, right. It's like the face looks completely different to me. It's almost like it's different characters. Um, and they, well, they don't have like a, a, a guide that they're following on how he should be drawn throughout this, the, you know, throughout the issue. That's, that's just what it comes off like to me. Well, the thing with comics is when they do shots like that, like if you go up in that page a little bit where Duke says, "What did the black box show?" General Hawk is in the fo- is in the background. His face right. is not going to be as defined right. as it would be if he was in the foreground. That's the same thing with Duke here, where it says, "I have followed every order to the best of my ability, sir." He's not necessarily in the background or foreground he's just there and the shot of where he is is not showing his face definitively but then you get that close-up showing i don't think it's drawing different faces i think it's just the way the angles are that's throwing you off of the design because well something's certainly throwing me off and i'm not (laughs) a fan of this (laughs) um but yeah, I do like, so again, whatever the dots are called in the artwork, mm-hmm. again, that, that's reminiscent of, of comics of yore, but um, even even some of the panels uh, where it's like, uh, where he's fighting Mercer and it's like, uh-huh. you got like that pink and black and then black and white and like red background, um, which also feels like very old school comic. Um, like right. I'd like to, I like the look of that. So some of the stuff in here I like, I, I just don't know that I necessarily like the, you know, the character designs or the, yeah. the character models that they've come up with uh, for for the characters in this issue, I guess. Yeah. Destro looks evil as hell as always, though. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I don't know why Like, why Obscura's face right now. Is it just to say, hey, here's a tease? Yeah, that's pretty much it. Okay. <laughs> uh, and again, I don't know too much about Destro. Uh, whenever I watch G.I. Joe, it's like, oh, right, he's working with uh, Cobra and Cobra Commander. So I don't know... Uh-huh. I don't know what the division of labor there is. I know at some point, like right, even in like the the opening theme, it was like, um, 
uh, at some point they talked about Cobra and Destro together. And then like it, they, when they changed the the theme song, it's like, well, now they're, it's not. So it's like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know the hierarchy well, or the structure there. <laughs> well, when they changed the theme song, it was a different series. Like when it went from GI Joe, real American hero to. No, they even changed it within that though. Oh, did they? I, I, I gotta go back and watch that show. I don't remember. And yes, the cover a, the Duke Starscream cover is, is Tom Riley. I've been okay. trying to find like a definitive thing to tell me okay. that it is, but it is yes. And then everybody else is 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 everybody else. So even when we but, get to that that final page where it says next issue, man on the run, right, and it introduces mm-hmm. us to Stalker and Rock and Roll, I feel like yep. that artwork um, or how those two characters are drawn completely different type of style than what we get for the rest of this issue. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, because so again, it's. I will say it's time passing. I will say it's events happening. I will say like when we see the whole Destro thing and everything goes red, that's to show that this is Destro's kind of thing. And obviously when Duke comes back and sees all of them dead and the entire page is red, uh, that's to signify that they're all dead and it was very bloody without actually showing a lot of blood because you changed the color of the background to red. And then, yeah, when we get to the, I, I mean, I like it. I think it's cool. You got Stalker in one location. You got Rock and Roll in a different location. So they're fighting around the world somewhere. So who knows? But yeah, no, I still, I found this very enjoyable. Right. I mean, I get the color choices and color decisions. Mm-hmm. I just wish that the artwork throughout the issue was was mm-hmm. like the characters were drawn kind of similar to what we see on this last page here. Because to me, looking at Stalker, looking at Rock and Roll, it's a it's a it's a lot grittier type of feel. Yeah. And that's not what I get out of the rest of the issue, in my opinion. The rest of it, it feels like a, you know, very cartoony. And I, I wish it was just a bit grittier. I think it's going to get I think what you're used to right now is Starscream ripping people in half. <laughs> That's that's what you, you want the blood. I, I don't even need the blood. I just wish it was like <laughs> even like like I said, going back to like the first couple of pages here, where I, I realize it's it's drawn to look older because mm-hmm. it's right. It's showing Duke going through uh, you know through basic training or whatever, and then yep. uh, different missions. Like I even like that style, but that's not what we get. Like the very next next page, it just feels like it's disjointed because of that. Um, I guess the other thing I would like to mention about this is I, I also found this to be the case with issue number two, which I know we're not talking about here in this in this episode. Nah. But but I feel like this story, just like kind of what I mentioned about the artwork, is very disjointed. I don't I don't know how we get from one place to the next. Like the six months later, he's like driving around in his Jeep and then all mm-hmm. of a sudden we're at this UFO alien meetup. And now he's talking to this doctor and like, I have no background on who the doctor is. Like I, I Googled her while we were talking here and apparently Dr. Adele Burkhart is a character from like going way back in the GI Joe yeah. comics. Yeah. But I have no idea who she is. We don't get any, any more information on her here. So it's like, you threw all well, this stuff and, and, at me, but I don't have any background on it. Well, and again, that's, that's the thing with comics is that number ones are supposed to pull you in number ones are supposed to have you asking these questions. So that way, when issue two, issue three, issue four, and issue five come out, you're going to be like, oh, okay, they told me what who she is, what she's about. Well, it's a, it's a number one issues, whether it's ongoing miniseries, whatever it is, they're always a giant tease. Uh, the one image that I wanted to, to talk about was uh, the, uh, 
I forget where it is in the in the comic, but um, it's during the oh no, it, it's during the the alien meeting. They got little green men piloting them inside the heads. I know it. I'm like, oh, Joshua Williamson, you just made a headmaster's reference. <laughs> <laughs> That was the first thing I thought of when I saw the conspiracy theory stuff on there. Um, I think you just have to get used to it. And I think you just have to figure it out as, as, as you go along, man. I don't, you know, I'm not trying to say you shouldn't dislike it. (laughs) I'm not trying to tell you what to do. I'm just saying, you know, after all these years, it's like, I'm trying to teach you my son. Right. So, so here's the thing, right? So this is a mini series. It's only five issues. I'm going to stick with it. But as you just mentioned, right, issue one should pull you in. I don't know that this did that. (laughs) (laughs) It did for me. All right. I mean, so that's the thing, right? This, this issue in particular has gotten like praise all around. It's, it's highly reviewed. If you go out on the internet and look at reviews, it's, it's like, it's sold out, I believe. I, I just yeah. don't get it. I, I'm, I've, I've reread it a couple of times and I'm like, I, I don't get it. <laughs> so I, again, I would have to do a whole bunch of mouse clicking and typing and whatever else and all that. I forget. In, so 87, was G.I. Joe already over or was it still going? I don't remember. So when they put him in a coma because, oh, oh G.I. Joe the movie. So the G.I. Joe the movie was past the series. I do know that. So I know that much, folks. So when they put him in the yeah, coma, went to 86. Yeah, okay, yeah. So 83 to 86, and because I need to go back and rewatch the show, I all as I remember about Duke is, oh my god, Duke's in a coma. That's all I remember. Like, I know he's a good character. I know he's an awesome character. He's a kick-ass. And they mention this in here about certain parts of the military, and they do mention grunts and how Duke is kind of a grunt. And that's fine. He would rather be on the front lines than be in the office, like General Hawk. And I'm going to call him General Hawk, even though they call him Colonel Hawk, because that's that's just in my head. Uh, You know, General Colonel Hawk is the, uh, you know, one in the office and yada, yada, yada. So that's another thing that I'm interested to find out here with Duke is, to actually learn about the character, even though at some point I am going to watch the show, because I don't have any attachment to Duke. I have a very loose attachment to the character, only because I remember like bits and pieces of watching G.I. Joe as a kid. So, I don't know. Yeah, I always this... thought he was the leader of G.I. Joe, and apparently that's not nope. the case. That's not the case, <laughs> so no. He's just he's just essentially leading the team on the battlefield, right? Yeah, yeah, okay. he's kind of like the platoon leader on the battlefield kind of thing. Yep. Well, I can tell you, whenever I think of, of Duke in G.I. Mm-hmm. Joe, I think of, uh, because he provided the voice, I think of Michael Bell's voice for him. But in looking at the character here in the comic, like, I can't put that voice with this character. <laughs> it's funny you say that, because... I didn't put the voice with the character either. And I think for me, again, I'm sorry, folks. I repeat, repeat, repeat myself a lot. I think it's because I haven't seen the show. Like, I've seen the show, but I haven't seen it in 40 friggin' years. So, like, yeah, I'm going to have to go back and rewatch some G.I. Joe and probably do podcasts about that and whatever else. But, um, uh, yeah, so before we move into Cobra Commander, I wanted to highlight uh, Joshua Williamson's letter uh, in this first issue, and I'm going to do, it's pretty much the second part of the the bottom right part of the page. He says, this will be the G.I. Joe that you know and love, but it will also not be. We can't just repeat what's come before. 
we took this we took the pieces that we all love and shined a new modern light on them we have the room to tell a multi-year story that will take these characters into new directions it'll allow us to spend more time with the characters themselves and continue to show why this world has stood for the test of time these past 40 years he goes on to say my hope is that you see that everything we're doing with duke and the gi joe world comes from a place of respect for what's come before it that you join us on this wild roller coaster ride that's familiar yet still new and exciting there are times we will shock and surprise you but it's all within the spirit of what made us all fall in love with this world to begin with as i write this my own son plays on the ground of my office with some gi joe toys he loves to play with the Cobra toys and the most, like father, like son. Uh, now I'm going to go watch some of the old classic cartoons with him, his old VHS tapes, and that doesn't matter. It's just about us enjoying it together. So I'm liking where he's coming from. I'm liking this direction that they're going. So, hey, if they're going to shock and awe us, I'm all for that. And then Cobra Commander is just a horror story. <laughs> it's not just it's not just a horror story, but they have said that it 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 it, it leans on the edge of horror. It uh, it leans on the edge of something. <laughs> Speaking of which, let's jump into that. So yeah, topic two here is Cobra Commander number one by Joshua Williamson, Andrea Milana, and Elisa Leone, and Russ Wooten. Yep. That guy gets around, huh, Russ? <laughs> hey, look. So Russ Wooten, I again, I never seen his letters before, but he is to image comics slash skybound as to what sean lee was to idw sean lee was the letterer on almost everything i read from idw publishing so yeah you know and 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 i like that i like that we have a a steady letterer a, a letterer that is the same throughout the whole thing because again folks with my vision issues and everything else and for those that don't know that are listening or watching for, for from jesse's wonderful youtube channel over there uh i was born with optic atrophy with nestigmatism so basically i'm technically legally blind even though i can see so for me i need to be able to read the letters like we've been talking about with the letters pages and the and the creative pages at the beginning if i can't see it how the hell am i going to read it on the podcast uh you <laughs> right. know don't don't use a white background and blue lettering please stop that knock it off <laughs> right issue four where is issue four issue four <laughs> is missing we don't know where it went if only we could read it yeah it's, yeah exactly so <laughs> so yeah so Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. So I guess what I wanted to highlight here right away before I even jump into the synopsis is that, hey, we've got females on this comic. Yes. Right? Two of That's them, amazing. the artist as well as the colorist, which I don't think we've seen on any of the other Energon universe stuff. Not, not yet but that's cool as hell. Yeah. So yeah, the quick synopsis here from imagecomics.com. In a world where the Cobra organization hasn't formed, one man's sinister plans to utilize the mysterious alien substance known as Energon sends shockwaves around the globe. Who is Cobra Commander? Where does he come from? And what horrors is he planning to unleash that will rock the world? And maybe the universe? To its core? Question mark. I don't know. So I did put together a quick rundown here and... I think quick is like a, a misnomer because <laughs> I don't know that you could do this quickly. I, it's 
so let me say this if, if what i'm about to read makes zero sense it made zero sense to me as i was going through it so, <laughs> so just kind of keep that in mind as you're as you're listening to this so i'll try to get through this and i'm going to throw it over to you to maybe you can help explain it here right. all right so my quick rundown is we open in the snowy mountains at a truck stop where a man wearing a hat trench coat and silver mask walks into the bar indicating that he is in need of a vehicle. After a verbal exchange, the trench coat man follows another outside, re-murders him, and takes his vehicle. A bloody Cobra logo is left in the snow. We cut to some time in the past labeled as, quote-unquote, before, to a society yeah. of other beings in a place called Cobra Law. A mob of said beings attacks a scientific research facility while yelling, Cobra la 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 la! <laughs> the lead scientist yells for everyone to retreat, but is shot and killed by one of his own who is decked out in a guardsman drab. The mob breaks in and detonates, or sorry, the mob breaks in and detonation by the scientist causes a giant explosion, which critically injures the guardsman. Told through a series of images only, we see the guardsman being treated by scientists, which includes the use of a three-headed snake biting various places of the guardsman's body. Sometimes afterward, sometime afterward, we see the guardsman recovering with most of his body wrapped in a blue bandage and a new snake-like eye growing above his right, now injured, or sorry, <laughs> above his now injured right eye. Sitting next to him on a stand is the all-too-familiar blue helmet with the silver face shield. The guardsman is summoned by Lord Golobulus in an attempt yep. to kill him, but the guardsman is victorious. We cut to the guardsman walking into a laboratory. Don't know what point in time this takes place. With the Decepticon leader Megatron restrained and on his knees, where attempts have been made to rip an energy source from his very body. As the guardsman leaves, Megatron is shown being very much alive with an evil grin and kind of one eye damaged, burnt out, something. We close, yes. we close back in the present time with the guardsman talking to a man who is traveling with him. They're on their way to the Everglades to meet up with the Dreadnoughts as the guardsman proclaims that the world will fear Cobra Commander. That's right. So that was a, that was a, that yeah. was a rundown, all right? <laughs> yeah, this, this is... Wow. <laughs> this is good. I I enjoyed this. I don't know if I enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed Duke, but I really liked this because, first of all, it's a number one issue. Usually, you want to see origins in number one issues. And the Guardsman, as you call him, becomes Cobra Commander. So we see how he became the Cobra Commander we know. That's cool. <laughs> you say... The, the vehicle he steals. That's a his tank. You can't call <laughs> it a his tank. <laughs> <laughs> That's a his tank. I don't care. It's a his tank. <laughs> uh, I like the art. I like the backgrounds. The only thing, and I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Russ. I'm so sorry. The only thing that gets me on this, this issue is the screaming lettering that he does. Like where you say the Cobra logo is left in the snow, like the I like, oh my God, like I did not need the letters that big on the page kind of thing, but I get it. I understand why even the Cobra, la, 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 whatever, <laughs> like, okay, I get that. That's fine. But, and that's okay because in that panel and on that part of the page, it's at the top. It's not in the center, the boom right there. Like, it's kind of center, but it's okay because it's a larger part of the panel, whatever. Right. But, and again, I'm not, I, I'm not sitting here saying negative things about Russ's lettering at all. I'm just saying that sometimes it takes me out of the issue. However, the, <laughs> Jesus, 
the the bang when he gets shot in the head. Oh my, that is amazing. Yeah, you put letters <laughs> as a background that works for me. Like yeah. holy crap, that's good. It almost seems because it's like the entire background more impactful than just having the lettering over the top of the right the drawing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's cool. That's good. I I like this issue. I think it's fun. I think it's good. It's a nice start. And what have we been? How many Transformers have we done so far? What are up to we're number four? Four, yeah. Yeah, we're four in. We've been asking, where's Megatron? Where's Megatron? Where's Megatron? Well, here's fucking Megatron. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Anything else? No, I think no. I'm good. All right. Well, I can say I like the artwork better than Duke. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I think okay. I think the artist here is doing a better job. As it relates to the story, I man, I don't. I know you said this is issue number one, but I don't know what the fuck is going on. <laughs> so, like, I don't and, know. Again, I know nothing about GI Joe as it relates right. to like anything regarding backstory. And I think right. I think maybe it changed a little bit for uh, Cobra Commander as this series went on. Like, I think maybe the movie introduced something additional. Is that right? I honestly could not tell you. Okay. I like I, really. I, I I could not tell you at all. I, I, I all think, as I know is this is separate from that. This right. Is not right. Yeah. But I I think it's right at some point they introduced Cobra Law in that and I don't know Yeah, I, I think I, so. Yeah. I don't know anything about the background of that or if it's if it's at all similar to what we're seeing here. But like the, it, when when we're shown the quote unquote before, like it's not identified as Cobra Law. I only know that because it was mentioned like way back here somewhere. Right. And then the the group that's like trying to attack the scientific building is is yelling the Cobra La 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 La. <laughs> that we get in like the, in the cartoon too or the movie i think is where yeah. it was introduced first but yeah like i don't know anything about this area like i don't know who these people are these beings are uh and it just all seems like too much without having enough backstory for me in issue number one i know i know you said it's, it's to kind of uh you know get you to kind of buy into the rest of the series but i gotta have a well, little bit more than <laughs> what we got here well again both of these series are five issue miniseries they're going to lead somewhere at some point because all stories have to lead somewhere. And I think these <laughs> are... They're going to lead right over to Transformers. <laughs> okay, well, yes, but you know what I mean, damn it. Uh, I think that the reason why... Like like my little headmaster joke. Okay, I got that. That's cool. That's fine. That's whatever. But because neither one of us really have too much experience with the old cartoons, or at least I don't remember having so much experience with them. For me, the way I look at this is this is a new beginning. This like none of that matters. They're doing homages to various things in the cartoon. Sure, fine, whatever. But like none of the events that happen in any of the cartoons are here. Like this is a whole new story. And I like that. And I like learning about that. And I understand your frustration with it being a little slow and not telling you right up front, look, this is what we're doing. That's again, to pull you in, to get you to buy issue two. And with, with your comments of, of with your, um, where you, you feel like it's all over the place or you don't know the passage of time. I felt that way too with Cobra more than Duke because like Cobra just says, look, 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 like you've been saying, if I can talk, oh my God, <laughs> work, brain, work. Uh, like you were saying, it just says before. Whereas right. Duke, it was like, oh, this is Duke. This is what Duke is going through. And here is Duke six months later from the time that you saw him going through what he went through. 
Right. We don't have a, again, we don't have a specific time. And I think because the way that Cobra number one, Cobra commander number one is set up is it's set up in the present. It goes back to the past and it deals with things in the past. And then at the end, it comes back to the present where he's stealing the, 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 his tank and all that. So it's a timey, wimey, wibbly, wobbly thing that they don't exactly explain. So I can understand why someone might, and I have problems with, oh, as much as I will recommend you reading IDW, be careful when you're reading some of the IDW Transformers stuff, especially with James Roberts, because as much as I love the man and as awesome as his comics were and are, they do time jumps like it's jumping jacks at times in those books. And I hope that they're not going to start doing that here. And I know this is a completely different company, a completely different team and everything else, but comics in general, they love doing the time jump stuff and it, it just takes me out of it. So I can kind of understand that, but I felt the way that this book read was, okay, this is what's going on now. Let me tell you what happened then. And then we're going to bring you back to now, if that makes any sense. Yeah. I guess what I don't get, so when he's, right, when Cobra Commander has defeated the guys that are trying to kill him, he's yep. leaving Galobulus, I guess is his name. And yep. he's, the, the very next page is like he's walking into uh, his laboratory or something somewhere. Yep. Presumably because he's wearing like the same, uh, the same clothing, it's like immediately afterwards, it's, that's taking place at the same exact time. But we don't have any information that states that. I mean, it's, it, could, yeah. it could very well just be like, you know, Eight years a later, day or so. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Well, I, I don't, I don't think that. I, I think if it was eight years later, they would have said something. At least I hope. They and I mean, what? So on that very next page, so we're I'm looking at page uh, uh, twenty four, I guess, okay. um, which is where he's walking into like the giant doors that are sliding open. Uh, so that very next panel, it's got like you know organic That's- like type tree looking things, but they almost look dead, which is why I'm like, I don't know if, if this is taking place the same exact time as what the uh, Galobulus stuff was because during that time period, like everything was alive on the planet or uh, the region that they're in the dimension. I have no idea where the hell this place is, um, but it looks like everything was alive and here. It looks like it's potentially dead and he's trying to get this energon from, from Megatron. Yeah. And I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure either. Um, what I did want to call out is on page uh, 26 here at the very top, we get an interesting look at what I presume is Cybertron. I've never seen Cybertron drawn that way before. Yeah. But we I... also get, it looks like there's an Insecticon flying on there with one of the uh, the Cyberjets. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's weird. And then we uh... get, uh, I forget what they're called, uh, but he looks like Omega Supreme. Yeah, I forget. I forget what their yeah, what the that guy's name specifically is called. But yeah, so that's that's an interesting looking Cybertron. I thought. But yeah, then the Megatron stuff. It's like so here he's alive, which presumably is the now because we just yep. saw that it said now. But in yep. Transformers, we saw him in Ice right at the end of that well, issue. Yeah. So I th- so I, I th- and I could be completely wrong, folks. And if Mr. Williamson is listening to this, I'm sorry. I'm assuming, and usually when I assume things, it makes an ass out of myself. (laughs) But I think because all of these comics started at different points, all of the stories, as we've seen, are at different times. So maybe in Transformers, it's going to be how Cobra Commander discovers Megatron and then gets him to the lab. I, I, I don't know, dude. I, I, 
I don't know. Who knows? I mean, what I am but... seeing here in the drawings, uh, mm -hmm. presumably seeing, is that Megatron has no arms. Not just because it, right? Because we're not physically seeing them, yeah. but if you look at the shoulder joints, it looks like there's nothing there. Yeah, there's nothing there. Plus, Optimus has Megatron's arm now. So. Right, but again, if that's taking place <laughs> in the past, right? He could presumably have it if this is the now. So. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah, I don't know. Uh, past now, then uh, what is this? Spaceballs? Did you uh, did you catch the the drawing of Optimus Prime? No, I did not. Where is that? So that is on page twenty seven. He's in one of the monitors that Cobra Commander is standing at. Oh, interesting. Got it. So in the wow. left monitor is Cybertron with that that battle yeah, we were right, talking about. And right then... monitor is Optimus. Pro wow. Yeah. <laughs> Cobra Commander's on the ball, man. <laughs> yeah, so then I guess, again, I I had a very hard time kind of following where we were at in this. I know, again, we've got the now, we've got the before, uh, so that helps out some. But, I, again, not knowing anything about these stories or these characters mm -hmm. specifically because I don't know a lot about G.I. Joe and coming in with a bias of me thinking that, oh, you know, G.I. Joe is just like, okay, they're a terrorist organization. They're a group of... of uh, right special Milit special yeah military group special forces yeah and they're essentially just battling each other to me that seems more like warfare whereas here it's almost like we've got we've got a whole lot of elements of sci-fi and yeah. uh, i'm not really seeing any anything that uh i would expect to see in like the gi joe cartoon which again is my really only it, connection with gi joe right but again like i said earlier you have to throw all of that out the window Look at I know it's very hard to do, a, though. <laughs> I understand, but you, you have to. You have to throw all that out the window. You have to approach this as, okay, if I don't know anything about these characters, these comics, these 10 issues between Duke and Cobra Commander are going to tell me about these characters that are now in this Energon universe and what they're going to be going through. My favorite lines from Joshua Williamson in his letter on in this issue. Oh, and as for Megatron, don't worry. It'll take some time. But the leader of the Decepticons will play a big role in the Energon universe very soon. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I love... Because G.I. Joe is a military and terrorist organization with Cobra and everything else, what I love is these pages at the front and the back where we get the red and the black and at the back it says, Caution! The contents of this booklet are confidential. This unauthorized disclosure of information within is prohibited. I love that! That's amazing! <laughs> um, so the Dreadnoughts, what do you know about them? Nothing. All right. <laughs> I know the name. I've heard of them, but I haven't looked into them. And again, that's why I'm loving this is because I get to learn something new. That I, so I, I pulled up. Don't. I pulled up uh, the Joepedia while you were were talking there. It okay. says they're a reprehensible group of mercenaries, vandals, and thieves who've worked for both Zartan and Cobra over the years. Got it. Got Specializing it. in violence and destruction, they have no regard for anyone or anything but themselves and fast money. <laughs> fast money. <laughs> oh boy. It's a family feud of G.I. Joe versus Cobra. Now that's a family feud episode with Steve Harvey. I'd love to see G.I. <laughs> Joe on one side, Cobra on the other. That would be crazy. You mentioned earlier about how you didn't hear Michael Bell's voice as Duke. Yep. I so heard Lada. I so heard Chris Lada as Cobra Commander throughout the entire issue. I couldn't get it out of my head. Yeah, I had a, I had a much easier time 
uh, putting that voice in my head to this character than I did for Duke. Uh, but yeah, I, I was very similar. It, harder to do when I'm, I'm looking at him without his helmet off and I got this snake eye above <laughs> his right eye. But Well, I mean, obviously, but once he gets the helmet on, right. it, right. it, it, it's very easy to talk to Baroness in this kind <laughs> of voice, even though I can't do a Cobra Commander voice. I know a couple of people that can do a Cobra Commander voice, but that ain't me. <laughs> I'm also glad, by the way, that they went with the, the face shield as opposed to the yes. hood. Yes. I'm sure they'll bring the hood in at some point. I did like the transition. What, like when he gets injured and then they go to do whatever they're doing to him to fix him up or whatever. Like that, the the gold hood with the red face. And like, I like, I like seeing the evolution of it. Yeah. And maybe at some point, maybe in the future of the G.I. Joe comic or whatever, we will see the hooded version. But I have always liked face shield cobra commander more than hooded cobra commander. i think you and everybody else <laughs> <laughs> um all right the last thing i wanted to, to ask you about was so when they are you know quote unquote fixing him up mm. rehabilitating him or whatever they're doing with their science here right what, what do you think the three-headed snake is doing like what right obviously it's biting him we can I, see that but what, yeah. like, what do you think that is accomplishing other than he's cobra commanders right that's what we know him as and here so, we have the snake okay so what did you call him earlier a guardsman yeah yeah so if he's just a guardsman if he's just a no-name soldier kind of thing they need to mold him and create cobra commander so i think that's what the snakes uh, the snake and the venom and the this and the that and the whatever that's what turns him into it's kind of like it's kind of like taking the skinny ass jason character or whatever from batman and robin and putting all this venom in him and turning him into bane kind of that's what this reminds me of because we don't know what's going to happen right. and Cobra Commander was not established as a pre-existing character in this unit. They're making him here. This to me is like the one of the many Megatron origins we get in Transformers where the Constructicons are down under Cybertron building Mega. That's what this reminds me of, is that they are having to create the character here. So the snake venom or the snake biting him is is that's what makes him go crazy? I don't know. Okay. How about if you go to page, uh, what is the page here? Page 15. Mm -hmm. What's that little goldfish guy doing swimming around? Because we never see him again. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, it, it <laughs> reminds me. Polly want a cracker? <laughs> uh, goldfish. Yeah, it's like uh, there's like this white glowy orb thing of oh, light yeah, yeah, yeah. and a little fish yeah, swimming yeah. around in there. I, I think that's just... I think that's him just hallucinating like a, yeah I, like a, i wasn't sure if like he's he's dreaming he's hallucinating yeah. if this is an actual but, physical thing in like his presence because it's not shown on like any other panel <laughs> yeah but the problem okay so the problem i have with this panel so you see him in the bed yep or whatever this is because it looks like a bed of rocks like that doesn't look like a pillow behind his head that looks like a giant ass boulder um that's a big normally you would yeah normally you would see some sort of if it's coming from like if it's a thought from him if it's a thought bubble you would see like a couple i don't know we've talked about dots already but the white light that's around the fish right. you would see a couple of white light 
bubble things coming, like showing coming from his head. So I don't know. And we don't, yeah, you're right. Like he turns to the right to look, but there's nothing there except the helmet. And then he puts the helmet on. So I have no idea what the fish are for. It's almost like, hey, we need something to hide this helmet until we get to a couple more panels back. <laughs> what can we do? I know, let's draw a fish. Something, I guess. I don't know. I mean, it's clearly layer- layered over the top of the helmet. Like the helmet is definitely there. So. Yeah, 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 absolutely. <laughs> I feel like that was like an afterthought of like, hey, what can we put here? I know. We'll use Betty over here who's in my goldfish bowl and draw him <laughs> on here. All right, so yeah, I guess I guess overall closing thoughts on both of these issues. I lo- I'm interested to see where they go. I liked them. I'm not I'm not gonna not read the next issues because obviously we're gonna cover them. But it's just one of those things where it's a wait and see. It's a it's a thing where you have to figure it out as they go along. So you know we'll just have to see and i'm liking what i'm seeing so far so yeah yeah so i guess i'm uh <laughs> it's a mixed bag for me like i'm gonna keep reading them because i'm i'm interested in but really what i'm interested in is reading the gi joe series that's going to come out of this um but yep. i think in order to do that uh i'm gonna need to read these issues here um do we know when the the gi joe series is going to launch Ooh, good question. <laughs> uh, I guess I still cute. haven't even seen anywhere where it's it's been stated that after these miniseries, we're going to launch G.I. Joe. Like, I, pres- right, I know that's going to happen. I guess I just haven't read yeah. that anywhere that it's officially a thing. I don't know. Who knows, dude? <laughs> okay. just, I, I assume right. that the so if the so the way that comics usually works if if they start with a mini two mini series, and I remember seeing on Instagram on one of the reels I forget if it was Robert Kirkman or if it was Joshua Williamson or whoever it was that was talking about it, the Energon universe is starting out with Void Rivals, Transformers, Duke, and Cobra Commander. That's four, and I remember them saying. We only wanted to start with four, start with four, right? So that way we don't overload everybody because you can either do this one or two ways. You can read everything, or you can pick and choose, kind of thing. So I'm sure there's going to be a GI Joe series at some point. Yeah, I mean I, that's my assumption as well. I think they yeah. would. I guess I don't know if it would potentially hurt the other GI Joe series that's ongoing. No, no, because no, because here's the thing. So Duke number Duke is called Duke. Cobra Commander is called Cobra Commander. Those are the miniseries. The G.I. Joe. What, what's this? What, what are they calling the Hama series? Real American Hero. G. OK, so G.I. Joe, Real American Hero. That's the title of Larry's series. The new Skybound series that Williamson may end up doing or when he when they do it, I'm sure it'll be like it might just be G.I. Joe or it might be. G.I. Joe, some other subtitle that isn't re- they will define it. They it's not gonna hurt Larry's series. Larry's series is over 300 issues. You can't that's a machine you can't kill. <laughs> Seriously. It and, and I'm saying that as a as a good thing. IDW had the Larry Hama series and they did their own G.I. Joe stuff. Look at um uh, G.I. Joe World on Fire was a miniseries uh that IDW did. So, you know, no, I don't think that this is going to hurt that or vice versa. So as a, I mean, again, I'm I'm fairly new to, to reading comics uh-huh. here. Um, so, you know, having multiple, uh, uh, I guess, multiple of the same property, even if they're not uh-huh. the same continuity, 
does not tend to to hurt no okay no Okay. Because they're different stories for different people. The Larry, specifically to GI Joe, the Larry Hama stuff, and I'm sure we've already talked about this off air that we're going to jump into it. But I've never read that series, so I would be starting fresh at 301 with whatever they're doing currently. Uh, but no, that's not going to hurt it because each series, separate series, is Mark. Dude, don't even get. We would be here all day long for me to tell you about DC and Batman. Batman at one point. 10 years ago had was in or had seven different series for Bruce Wayne <laughs> Batman like he's in everything because DC knows that Batman is the moneymaker for them right. so it doesn't gives people again it gives people the options but Skybound is starting out slow with our options gotcha so that's a good thing so if this culminates into a GI Joe series right we're we're done with the mini series then we'll be back yep. down to 3 Three books, right? So then the question... Unless they do a different miniseries. Right. So then my yeah, my question for you is then going to be, so if we're only down to three at that point, we get the G.I. Joe series, do you think they would maybe introduce another Hasbro property into this? Oh, I don't know. I don't know about that. Because the Energon universe so far is pretty large. Right. <laughs> I mean, you've got Void Rivals and the story that that's telling. You've got Transformers and everything that they're going to do with that. And then everything they're going to do, I don't know if the energy, you know, maybe, who knows, that, you know. Yeah, I'm, I'm very curious. It, it would, yeah, it would be easy for them, I think, if they have the rights to do so, if they have the permission from Hasbro. It would be easy for them to bring Mask in because Mask, at one point or another, was a part of G.I. Joe. But again, I'm looking at this as a fresh start. So if we're going to get Mask, it's going to be brand new, not based on anything else, not continuing from anything else kind right, of thing. Right. So, and I know nothing about Mask, so, <laughs> <laughs> so it would be all new to me. It, it, yeah, it's okay. And that's good because, again, they want new readers. Right. Like the thing with the, this new Energon universe is – we are all new to this, even though we know certain parts and certain characters, and we don't know what the stories are going to be. And that's exciting to me. Yeah. Yep. All right. So plugs, what do you got to plug? Oh boy. Uh, my head, please <laughs> put a plug in my head, something, put something in my head. I don't know. Uh, as you folks are listening to this, I will say that uh, in January of this year, episode 540 of the pull bag, my buddy John M. Wilson and I talked about the journey he took through comics last year. One year, 1,000 comics. It's a lot of comics. <laughs> he, he read 1,000 comics in 2023. So we did that episode. Uh, episode 541 will be what you're listening to here uh, with, uh, with Duke and Cobra Commander. Because uh, like I said before, I'm going to yoink the audio and throw it on the pullback feed. After that, we'll probably do an origins and comic reading with somebody. I don't know if anyone wants to come on the show, let me know. And then I've got to get with my buddy, Joe Reed, so we can get back into TMNT for the next two volumes of TMNT reborn. And then at some point, a uh, new buddy of mine, Adam Ray and I are going to do Deadpool does Shakespeare. So that's what's coming up in the pull bag. The rest of the geek cast radio network. I am not sure we've got, a whole bunch of stuff that's coming up. We've got new All Things Transformers episodes. We, Steve and I are starting Altered Trek, which we are going through all of our 
quote unquote favorite. We're starting with the next generation and then going to other favorite things. We're doing next generation DS nine, the TNG films and Picard. So those are the three that we're going to start with. Cause personally, I cannot stand the original series. You want to talk about a look. Okay. So imagine this folks. And this, again, it's a whole other podcast that we could do about this, but 1987, I was seven years old. I saw Star Trek The Next Generation. It was the first Star Trek I was ever exposed to. And then later in the 90s, my dad showed me the original Kirk series. And I'm, I was kind of like you with the Duke art. Like, what is that? Like, what is this? What <laughs> the hell? Like, where's where's Jordy? Where's, where's Riker? Where, and it's not that I don't like the characters. Like, I love Spock. I love, you know, Dr. McCoy and all that stuff and everything else. But I... I just, I was never an old school Trekkie. I was an 80s TNG Trekkie. So Altered Trek, uh, I am actually in the midst of, I think I'm on episode 23 of season one of TNG. So Steve and I are going to record that soon and that will be launching. So yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much what's going on. Sweet. Well, if you're listening to this, you may be listening to it in a couple of different places. You might be listening to it on my YouTube at youtube.com slash matrix underscore prime. You might be listening to this on the GeekCast radio, or you might be listening to this on the new podcast site that I'm trying to get set up, uh, which I can't share with you yet because I don't know the URL. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Matrix.prime.com. But I will will be sharing that out uh, in our next uh, episode of this. So uh, be on the lookout for that. So in addition to the video version, in addition to be able to listen to it on Geekcast Radio, um, I'm also going to be putting this up on a podcast site that I'm in the process of creating. Uh, You can also find me on Blue Sky. I'm at Jesse Early, E-A-R-L-E-Y dot B-S-K-Y dot social. Maybe at some point in the future, that'll become more than invite only. I don't know. (laughs) Uh, But at the moment, if anyone wants an invite, I got a whole bunch of them. So... Yeah, so do I. I don't use it as much as everything else. <laughs> uh, there's, uh, I did create a, uh, uh, so for those of you that don't know, you can create your own feeds on there and people can follow those feeds. Um, I created the, the first Transformer feed on there and it's got quite a, quite a following on there now. So, awesome. um, so yeah, if you're, there's like a, if you're interested in, in following just Transformer specific news, you're on that uh, platform, you can find that, uh, find that feed. It's anything, everything Transformers from people talking about the comics to uh, custom artwork to people uh, posting the toys and pictures of toys and stuff like that. So uh, check that out if you want. Uh, I think that's all I got. Anything else from you? That's it for me, I think. All right. Uh, Until next time. Goodbye, everyone. See ya.